What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! Hey, hey, welcome into Talk of Champions Recruiting Edition. I am, I guess, technically your host this evening, Zach Barry. Joining me, you're switching things up from an undisclosed location, Ben Garrett. Ben, good evening. How are we doing? You make it sound so, like, sexy, and it's not. I'm just on the road, man. It's unfortunate, though, that we're having to do this right now on some bad news because Ole Miss lost Marcel Reese. But... Thus is the drama that is the last couple of days of, uh, you know, the lead up to signing day. It is. It's uh, quite the peculiar development, in my opinion, with the position, the timing of it. Um, it, it caught me a bit off guard. I, I, he obviously took the visits. Um, so it wasn't like a surprise. And all of a sudden he turned up in College Station and no one knew about it. Um, but I think Ole Miss was still pretty confident that, um, that he would end up signing with, with them on Wednesday. And, uh, then it was about noonish one o'clock today. I started getting some buzz that A&M was also very confident. Um, but I, I, I never quite got the sense it was going to get to this point until right around, I guess, five o'clock, five thirty, dinner time. And then it popped, um, so I don't know. I don't know how off guard this caught the Ole Miss staff. I guess we'll find out here uh, in the next couple of weeks, um, depending on how things transpire moving forward. But kind of in a bind now, Ben, because you have one scholarship quarterback on the roster. Um, I, I'll look, and nobody jump through the phone or through your radio and yell at me the walk-ons that are on the roster are not your typical walk-on, but I'm not saying that they're going to be step in, you know, Luke Altmaier type backups, but still concerning, right? Well, let's reset the board. Luke Altmaier visited Illinois over the weekend. He's in the transfer portal, though he is practicing for the bowl game. He'll play in the Texas Bowl backup Jackson Dart. Kincaid Dent participated in senior night. Marcel mm-hmm. Reed had been committed since – what, April? April. Yep, April. They don't have anything else right now. I mean, I know my guy Bradley South said on our board, the Ole Miss Spirit, OleMissSpirit.com, and Philip on three, that they weren't all that high on him. But it's still a loss. I, I haven't heard that because I'd heard that they only evaluated four quarterbacks in this class higher than Marcel Reed. He absolutely blew up, of course, of his senior season in Nashville. It's a really disappointing result, especially this close to signing day. I guess it's not completely out of left field. I, I'm like you. I never really thought it was going to get to this place. We all said it was a threat. It was something serious to listen to. But we we figured with everything we knew about the recruitment of Marcel Reed and how we've covered him and talked to him and, and done all the reporting on him, that ultimately, despite the strong, strong push, that he would end up at Ole Miss. Um, Auburn came hard after him. They never offered. Texas A&M, let's, let's just be frank. I mean, this is the opposite end of the spectrum. This is the other end of it. Uh, just as you can go and buy 
a player for your program with the considerable amounts of NIL money that you have, 10 million in your NIL call for Ole Miss. Well, Texas A&M's got money too, and they needed a quarterback, and they've been siphoning off talent in the transfer portal, losing guys left and right. I mean, that break class last year really depleted as far as the quality of prospect that they lost in the portal. Chris Marshall's a guy that Ole Miss is recruiting and could potentially land. I think Ole Miss is the favorite for him. He's a former Texas A&M Aggie. This is the flip side of that. I think what it, it immediately tells me is that they're not going to – I mean, you can go ahead and just dismiss quarterback for the early signing period. That's not going to happen. And quite frankly, I'd be shocked if anything happened in February. I think now all attention turns toward the transfer portal because, again, when you reset the board and you look at what Ole Miss now has or what is, is now losing behind Jack's door, it has a starter, but it makes the portal that much more important. Yes, those walk-ons aren't typical walk-ons, but neither one of those guys could step into a game and you'd feel confident that they could lead – um, Ole Miss to wins at the level that Ole Miss is looking to win at next year. So I think it's all about the portal. And I just – we've heard some names. I mean, anybody really intrigued you so far of the names you've heard? There's a couple. Um, but, again, it's just – it's such a weird dynamic. This is why I, I guess I give my opinion on things because that's what you do on a podcast and that's what you do when you write and cover recruiting like we do. Um, I just – never thought it would get to this point because I just didn't think it made any, you know, fiscal logistical sense to go somewhere like Texas A&M where someone like Connor Wegman is, is now the starter and had a great end to the 2022 season and is going to be going well, he into. He got money. He got money. That's what it is. I mean, he got a significant NIL deal and good for him. I mean, Ole Miss offered him a significant NIL deal too. But Texas A&M just topped it. Yeah, but my thing was just everything lined up for him to get to Ole Miss, get acclimated, gain some weight, learn the offense, step in after Jackson Dart either blows up in 2023 or, you know, two more years, hit the ground running. But as far as other names, just because of the situation, Jackson Dart's a starter. There is no question. You're not bringing someone in to hope – Hey, Jackson, sorry, you won the job last year, but we're just going to do it to you again. Um, I don't know what they do there. I, I wrote it in the piece that I put up on the website, omspirit.com, part of on three. You can read it. Uh, do they try to do that? Do they go that route? I don't know. I mean, are they going to try to find like an older guy that's maybe kind of at the end of his rope and knows the deal and maybe wants to learn under Lane Kiffin, kind of a la Gardner Minshew and, uh, you know, that was going to be his plan. He was going to go be a, you know, a GA at Alabama and learn under Nick Saban. And then Mike Leach hollered at him and he went out to, to Wazoo. The names that maybe intrigue me, Hudson Card is one, the former Texas quarterback, super talented, skill set fits what Lane Kiffin likes to do. I just Plus, heard nothing old Miss about him, though. No, 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 but just in the portal, you know, I would say he's one that intrigues you and could be a possibility because he's a guy that, you know, he he was the, he was thrown into a role because Quinn Ewers got hurt, um, you know, so he's not he's not someone that has started you know twenty five games and is going to expect to come in and play. Another one that's sort of intriguing, but I just don't really see how it works. Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State. I, I mean. What's his end goal? Is he trying to get to the NFL? Does he really think he can get to the NFL? Maybe that's the route of I'm going to come here and learn under one of the brightest offensive minds in college football. I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, we're reaching. We're really grasping at straws. 
Yeah, um, and, and with that one, it's hard because it changes the calculus a little bit with Jackson Dart because there is some Ole Miss rumblings in regards to Spencer Sanders where they could kick the tires on him. And it shows you how now their approach just in general to the quarterback mm-hmm. position is changing. But all of these options aren't ideal. I mean, ideally, Marcel Reed, yes, he's not the ideal backup, but at least he's coming in as a developmental quarterback who they loved, who they scouted, who they recruited, who they uh, signed. Now, that none of that happens. And not only are you ill-prepared on a developmental stage, but now now just from a practical standpoint, who's your backup quarterback? And that's maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it leaves Ole Miss to maybe try to get KK did back for another year. But even then, I don't feel like you're solving your problem. It's unfortunate, too, because no. – now it makes the Jaden Rashada miss that much more important, right? I mean, all of it for the longest time was Marcel Reed and Jaden Rashada would almost take both. Well, as long as they got one, they got Marcel Reed, and now they don't have Marcel Reed. So this has just been a tough class for them. And to be honest with you, I mean, look, back-to-back classes where they really pursued top-end quarterbacks out of high school and haven't gotten one. And that's a problem. It's starting to become a, a, a recurring trend that's going to have to be course-corrected. I mean, you can keep going with the portal to get quarterbacks. I think Lane Kiffin will always be able to do that. But you still want to be able to get a guy in that can, that's talented, that can compete, not necessarily take the job from the guy that you plucked from the portal in Jackson Dart, but at least push him, you know, at least give him a real run for his money just to make him better. And they don't have that on the roster right now. And that's a real disadvantage. And don't think for a second that this is a loss. This is a big loss. I'm not talking about you, Zach, of course, but I'm like, if you're an Ole Miss fan yeah. right now, think, no, it's not that big of a deal. It's a big deal. I mean, this is probably the biggest loss without question of this class. I mean, I don't know if, if you like me. I don't think Xavier Miller is sticking in this class. I think he's going to either Auburn or Mississippi State. I would put my money on Auburn because ever since Jake Thornton left, that's kind of been like one of the worst-kept secrets in recruiting, that he was going to follow him there. Um, yeah. But for a class we we decommitted yeah. earlier today. See, I'm out of pocket. I didn't know. <laughs> Undisclosed location. Parts unknown. Parts unknown. Well, see, there you go. So, like, this is a class we didn't expect a lot of drama from. We've talked about this for a long time. And now suddenly with a day to go, less than a day to go until uh, all these kids put pen to paper, here we are. That's the – that's what was, you know, jarring to me is, look, no one's mad. You know, hey, Marcel, go do your thing, man. You know, no hard feelings. There's no no personal stuff with this. Come on, man. (laughs) Yeah. It's a football recruiting. We don't care. But at this point in the year 2022, everybody knows the deal. I mean, it's been like this for decades, but now it's all out in the open. So let's talk about it since it's out in the open. I probably would venture to guess that Ole Miss would, lack of a better term, probably allocate resources elsewhere. Maybe they're looking to, you know, score big at at another position. Um, You know, receiver comes to mind, Um, you know, defensive line. uh, They're in some big battles with some guys. you know, Randall Joyner's recruiting Andre Carter, Braden Fisk, both from Western Michigan. Lots of people are recruiting them. Paris Shand, LSU is trying to get him. Maybe that's what the the deal is. Here's another thing. Let me let me pose you this question. It's two parter. I think, and I want to ask your opinion. I think Lane Kiffin not going in home with Marcel Reed was maybe the the turning point because Hugh Freeze and Jimbo Fisher both came in home. Do you think that was what kind of got the ball rolling to get him looking elsewhere? Well, I don't think it really got the ball rolling because he visited or he was uh, having conversations and visits from Texas A&M as late as November. I think he's been in Texas A&M twice in the last two months. So, yeah, his last trip was the second in two months. So it's not like Lane Kiffin not going into his home is the reason why this happened. But I do think it's a tale that we didn't really – 
take enough of a, a serious look at. We we know what we heard and we know what we got from sources in regards to how high they evaluated him, but the head guy apparently didn't, and we didn't really see that identify it. And maybe that should have been more of a tell than it was. And that's maybe Marcel Reed wasn't that guy for them. But then again, what is the plan? Because I don't think it's kind of like the scatterbrain recruiting that Lane Kiffin does, and it's not a knock; it's just how he operates. Um, he was really hot, for example, last December on Cam Ward for like three days. And then Cam Ward, there was no interest in I mean, they had brought him in for a visit. Talking about, hey, you might be our guy. And never offered him. And he ended up going to Washington State following his former head coach at Incarnate Word. Same kind of deal here. It's you know, Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart was a, not even a remote possibility until the Caleb Williams, Lincoln Riley stuff at USC happened. So with Lane Kiffin, you just never know. And he could pull, easily pull a rabbit out of his hat. And he might just on to the next one because I wasn't hiring him to begin with. But just looking at where they are right now, it's hard to see where you turn because there's no obvious path. You have the established guy. You're not looking for a plug-and-play starter. Marcel Reed kind of fit what you needed, what you were looking for. He wasn't perfect because, honestly, what you want is a guy like Hudson Card that can step in, push Jackson Dart enough, but really be a developmental quarterback to replace Jackson Dart whenever that is. After he balls out next year and goes to the pros or two years from now, and then he goes, your next guy. Um, Marcel Reed, if he'd have been forced into action next year as the backup primary backup to Jackson Dart, that's not a perfect scenario. Almost has aspirations of being an SEC West contender next year. They're trying to get back to that place. They really fell hard in the last month in a, as the season or schedule got tougher, excuse me. And that resulted in them going eight and four, when quite frankly, they were thinking way bigger than that. They were seven and one, eight and one. Mm-hmm. And yet yeah. to end up eight and four is a kick in the, a kick in the nuts. So Marcel Reed pressed into action. That wasn't going to be perfect. But it was better than the alternative. And now they they're faced with the alternatives, and I just don't know where they turn. Twenty twenty two was an outstanding year for Ole Miss athletics, punctuated by the baseball team winning the College World Series. As the calendar year comes to an end, please consider supporting Ole Miss athletics with your year end giving to help them sustain their incredible momentum. For more information on ways to give to Ole Miss athletics, visit their websites at www.givetoathletics.com or www.championsnowolemiss.com. That's www.givetoathletics.com or www.championsnowolemiss.com or call their office at 662-915-7159. That's the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, one of the many proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? 
That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance, and that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. My second part of the question I think Ole Miss liked Marcel Reed a lot. I, I don't think there was this, you know, I will cut him loose type thing. I mean, maybe there it got to a point with some conversations about NIL, and maybe they weren't willing to go that far. But I, I don't, I, I don't think. I, I mean, I talked to several staff members, and they they loved the kid as a prospect. That's something that's happened with Lane Kiffin. There's been times where they've been even split about a particular prospect. So yeah, Lane Kiffin or, might or, be or an assistant coach. Not- but, yeah, honestly, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but so maybe Lane Kiffin isn't really all that worried about it tonight. Uh, but I know a few staffers that definitely are because they put a lot of legwork in this kid. But at the end of the day, it is Lane Kiffin's program. And if he wasn't his quarterback, to not go in home is a significant thing that we just didn't put enough credence into. We should have been paying more attention to that, I think, now that we've seen the end result here. Because you're right, Jimbo Fisher and Hugh Freeze, they put on the full court press. Now, Auburn didn't offer. He went on a visit there. Texas A&M did. And Ole Miss, it just seems like, didn't play all of its cards, especially with the Lane Kiffin visit. If he didn't go and visit him, yeah. know, I should have told us everything. But, again, where do you go now? Tomorrow, 
on signing day, they are not going to sign a quarterback. And this is two straight classes where they chased high-end high school quarterbacks and didn't sign anyone. So what do you do? You have to do something. It is it is a luxury to have Jackson Dart for probably two more years, quite frankly. That gives you some some breathing room. And, and let's be frank here. If Jackson Dart got hurt next year, Ole Miss isn't going to have the season it was hoping to have anyway. All right? Let's yeah. just be real. From that vantage point, it's a wash. Now you just got to figure out what is your long-term play here. And I don't know what the long-term play is. What are you wanting to do? Uh, Nick Evers made a lot of sense, and you didn't really even think about him in the portal. A guy you recruited last year and is now committed to Wisconsin out of the portal from Oklahoma. Where do you go? What are you looking for? What? That's why I don't think we should do, dismiss offhand any of those transfer quarterbacks who brought it out of the portal, especially, especially Spencer Sanders, because we have heard some potential connection there with Ole Miss. But it's a clunky fit, isn't it, if Jackson Dart is your guaranteed yeah. guy? I think the lack of clarity at the positions was really intriguing to me because they could go any number of different ways. So I had this typed up as soon as we started, and then I put full attention on the show. I didn't want to be multitasking and miss anything you said, but um, I had this typed up. I just posted in the thread, Spirit Recruiting Daily at omspirit.com. A name, potentially, I'm going to, after we get done, I'm going to start, you know, kicking some rocks over and, and trying to text some people because um, it is a little bit earlier out West Coast. But Jay Butterfield, Oregon quarterback in the portal as of this evening, he was recruited by one Chris Partridge when he was at Michigan. Um, could be a connection there. He was a four-star coming out of high school in the 2020 class. It was number 155 overall in that class per the on three consensus. Um, he entered the portal this evening, um, had offers from Michigan, Tennessee, Arizona State, Colorado, Cal, a lot of Pac-12, um, had some interest from uh, Southern Cal, Stanford, and Washington as well. Um, 6'6", 200 pounds, could be just a you know serviceable backup. I'm going to pull up some. Stats here. I don't know what he did. I do remember his name, but uh, I'm going to see if he did anything at Oregon. Career stats. Played in two games. Three for four passing, 23 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. So It makes a lot of sense on paper. Here's the problem. Where is Chris Partridge? Where is he? <laughs> that's another, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is he? Where is yeah. he? Because that's uh, a great that's a great point. That's a great connection to make. But I've yeah. heard that there could be potential shakeup of the defensive staff after the bowl game, the Texas Bowl. And then Chris Partridge goes kind of dark as far as his online presence and pictures on social. And, and again, that's anecdotal nonsense. I understand that. But in this day and age, it's also you can't dismiss it. You can't. Yeah. Chris Partridge has been out in front of all of their recruiting efforts for three years, and yet here we are. And I don't mm -hmm. know where he is. On paper, it makes a lot of sense. That's what you're looking for, I think. But I don't even think Lane Kiffin or the staff really knows what they want right now as far as quarterback does. Other positions, we know what they want. We know they want two or three wide receivers out of the portal, two edges out of the portal. But as far as quarterback, this is now a complete mystery to me. But it tells me with Lane not going in home, he has other plans. Here's the whole thing. If Chris Marshall had popped already or Ra-Ra Thomas had popped already, I know Joshua Harris is a good get. Jeremiah John baptiste who they actually recruited or Hugh Freeze did, 
coming out of high school because isn't he the one they pivoted from pivoted to or tried to get late after they lost yeah. out on like Mika Juarez or something? When yeah, it? I can't. It was a yeah, it was a late offer. It was a pivot. Yeah. They didn't get him. <laughs> yeah, they didn't get him. Um, so now he comes to Ole Miss. It's a big get because it's a position in need. Joshua Harris is a good get. Riscano, we've been waiting for that when they needed one of those three running backs. Dowdle's gone. He's not getting enough. Him. He's not getting enough pub for no. how big that is. Absolute stud. Absolute stud. Um, I love Ethan Fields. I think he's more of a projected offensive line, but that's what they can get right now with the offensive line because they love what they have as start in starters with two redshirt freshmen now, redshirt sophomores at tackles mm-hmm. and uh, Jeremy James probably coming back, still up in the air. If he doesn't come back, well, now you've got a real need. But they love Preston Cushman. They love Camis. I think Preston Cushman starts next year guard. So they, they've gotten some good gets out of the portal and in high school uh, recruiting recently, but you're just not getting the big-time signature pop shit. And I think that's what kind of exacerbates the problem. When you lose the quarterback, which is always kind of the face or one of the faces of a, a class, regardless of the portal or – um, high school recruit. I mean, think about it last year when you first talk, talked about Ole Miss's transfer portal class. Who did it start with? Jackson Dart. It's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's the sexy position. If Chris Marshall had popped, I still think Chris Marshall is going to happen, but had it popped already, Rod Rod Thomas, I, I get more and more doubtful of that one happening, even though I, I was convinced it was done when he got into the portal. Now I'm not so sure. You just haven't gotten the results you were hoping to get. But I would just say be patient. You have to mid-January. It's different than last year. Last year was just a mad rush to the end of the year. So what they need is they need some splashes to happen. And I think if those splashes happen, uh, all of this nervous energy will go away. It will dissipate. And I, I think Ole Miss is going to get done in the portal and in high school recruiting. What they need to get done to be competitive next year is just not the haul necessarily that uh, I think everyone was expecting initially. Because high school-wise, we thought this class was going to be different than the previous classes. They'd be a little bit more high school heavy, a little bit more developmental heavy. Well, actually, they had to go heavy portal because they lost so much from that roster. They need to plug and play starters. We thought this year, oh, watch out for the high school recruiting. It started hot, and yet it just hasn't developed that way. I mean, I'm thinking, like, what are they going to sign? How many are they going to sign on Wednesday, 15, 14? How many are committed now? Xavion's gone. Marcel's gone. So right now I have 12, so I would say at the most 14. 15 if there's a surprise that we don't know about. Which can happen because that happened last year. I mean, we knew, we knew Flip Carswell was going to happen last year, but I can't remember who it was. But Cam East was supposed to sign in February last year and signed in December. So um, there could be something like that happen. But, I mean, tell me, who are the other two, though? If there's 12, who are they waiting on for commitments for um, Wednesday to sign? <clears throat> I don't know. I'd say Caden Lee. Caden, yeah. He's one. And – Kelly Jones is still trying to flip him from Mississippi State. It, it, it didn't get him um, on campus, man. That ain't going to happen. Pretty much it. I, uh, there's a couple defensive linemen out there. Um, but as far as high school goes, I mean, that's that's it. I mean, that's unless it. there's unless there's somebody out there that we just don't know about and they haven't mentioned in, you know, mentioned them at all. And it's been they're going to pull the rug out from everybody and, and you know, surprise, here's so-and-so on Wednesday. Which absolutely could happen. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens just about every year. Um, I don't see it happening, but it can happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, I look, I, I, I did think they were going to go more high school heavy this class, but, I mean, maybe they got to a point where they just didn't really feel like everybody on their board was – was ready for college or they just didn't think they were right, the right fit. I don't know. That's not spin. That's not trying to 
downplay anything that's happened. That's just me being speculative because I thought they would go for more of like 16 to 18. Um, but, you know, here we are a couple days before signing day and they're sitting at 12. So I think what they have, I mean, the blue chip rating is at 67%. Um, I believe they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They still have eight four stars in this class. And then they have three guys from the portal already committed. So, I mean, I think they have a good group. I mean, this is not like, you know, rankings wise, just because of the numbers, it's not going to be a sexy top 10, top 15 class. But I think that what they have committed right now is a really solid high school class. And I do think they have probably three, maybe four instant impact guys that'll play a lot next year. Boston Lucky, is anything going to happen on him? No. Yeah, I think so. That I'm was a possibility here. I just going to LSU, right? I think so. He he came to Oxford a couple times, never officially. I don't know if LSU is going to kind of let him play both ways or have a you know tryout at at receiver. I don't know. It just seems like the buzz is all LSU there. Maybe that's the shocker we're looking for, but I don't think so. Toby Keenum, he's visited a lot. No, nah, he's gonna go to Ken. He's done. He's going to Kentucky. I don't know who else it would be. Maybe uh, no, Tyree Adams sticking with LSU. I think that's it. Yeah, I think the ones that like, if you're looking for what's gonna happen next, give me some good news. Ben and Zach. I think Trey Harris is gonna happen eventually. The transfer from Louisiana Tech. I think that's gonna happen. He's a stud, by the way. Adari Halsey, I think will happen. Chris Marshall, I think will happen. What are you hearing about Andre Carter? Because I'm not hearing a lot. I mean, he's currently projected. At 73% are forecasting on on three. What do you got for him? Because I don't have much about John Saunders is another one I would say Ole Miss. Is yeah, I think Ole Miss is in a great spot with Andre Carter. Um, I did have a source tell me that I think he's going to take a step back the next couple weeks, obviously around the holidays, enjoy it, and then um, make a decision in January. Um, I think Ole Miss is – in the driver's seat there. Um, and then, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I think they're in a really good spot with Chris Marshall, AJ Halsey, Trey Harris, John Saunders. Um, uh, I, I don't think they're out of it for Rara Thomas just yet, but others are just, you know, he's getting pulled in a lot of directions right now. Um, I was told that he was wanting to kind of make a decision at some point. I don't think he wants to do the whole, you know, run of that, you know, take like seven, you know, six, seven visits and, you know, do all of that. I think he's kind of ready to figure out what he wants to do. I think it's a three team race between Ole Miss, Georgia, and Auburn. Um, oh, I think Tennessee's in there a little bit. Yeah. I lost a couple guys to the draft. You know, it's a fun offense to be in. Um, again, I just Darian think Garner they're who visited over the weekend, the edge from, uh, Where's he from? Uh, he, from Temple. I haven't heard much of anything about him. Not either. We got that's the one we got to work this week. I, could could mean nothing. Could mean something. Don't know. Um, he was. I mean, he did a whirlwind of a weekend. Went to Vandy. Went to Virginia Tech, and um, went to Ole Miss. So I again, it's you know the dead period now. So it's signing days on Wednesday, and then the dead period runs through January. So, um. 
I think you're going to continue to see a lot of these guys in the portal start picking their spots and, and committing and, and going and going ahead and getting a spot somewhere so they can get enrolled. That's you saw a lot of it today and yesterday. Um, a lot of guys in the portal starting to pick where they want to go because they want to go ahead and lock that spot in and, and, and get ready for January and get getting class and get all that done. Um, but, you know, as we saw in the portal last year, they got plenty of time. There's a cutoff date. I don't know off the top of my head to get enrolled, but that's pretty much the date that you'll need to kind of circle when looking at, okay, who's going to be in Oxford for spring for sure. ball and for summer ball. Well, how are you feeling on this night before we wrap this up? Are you freaking out yet? No, I, I will close on this because it was a, the second part of my two-part question earlier that we got away from, but I think it's starting to affect things, but I want to ask your opinion. Maybe you'll agree. Maybe you'll say that I'm crazy and no, I'm wrong, but I think that Lane Kiffin and the Jimmy Sexton games that he's playing every year could potentially have an effect on some recruitments. Mm. Especially at the quarterback position where a lot of that hinges on you're going to play for Lane Kiffin, a guy that's, you know, got rings, he's been in the NFL, he's been around all these great quarterbacks and all these great offenses and blah, blah, blah. Do you really want to go there? And then, oh, he's gone. He's gone to what, you know, whatever, X job. Or, man, I'm in here. I'm learning so much. I'm, I've got the offense down. I'm ready to, you know, I've been in the weight room. I gained 15 pounds. And then, up, is he going to leave again? Hey, what's he doing? He's, you know, he's doing a bunch of weird tweets about X school. And, you know, what I, I think that that's starting to become a potential issue. I mean, maybe that's been nipped in the bud now because of the contract extension. Maybe Keith Carter's had some conversations with him. I don't know. Um, I don't think it's crazy to, to think that, or, or maybe I am crazy. I don't know. What do you think? I'm not going to freak out about it. I, I think that he'll find a guy. I don't know who that is, but honestly, they, they've got to solve this high school quarter, uh, recruiting problem. They've got to land a guy, especially since Lane Kiffin, as you said, I mean, there's been flirtations every single year, and now it looks like he's going to be here. I mean, I don't know. It's Lane Kiffin, man. He could be gone this time next year, so I don't want to say anything in absolutes, but it, it sure seems like he's here for a couple of years at least. So you have to solve this problem. And I thought they'd kind of figured it out with Marcel Reed because they identified him, targeted him, and committed him so early. And yet here they are a day before signing day, and they're not going to get him. So at this point, you have to figure out what you're what you're going for. What's the direction here? It can't be Jackson Dart or bust. Now, granted, that is kind of what it is. If, if Jackson Dart got hurt next year, they're just not going to be the team that they hope to be, period, in the discussion. And there's no – Marcel Reed or not, that, that was always going to be the case, unless Marcel Reed just became, you know, one of those freshmen that balls out and all of a sudden they're the top three pick in the draft three years later. I, I, I don't see that necessarily for Marcel Reed. I think he's great. Um, I, thought, I thought he was an absolute stud and um, felt like almost finally under Lane Kiffin had a quarterback to, to really have hope for as far as the future, but now you don't have that. So um, that's the issue. they got to solve that problem. If they do – if they can get their guy in the next cycle, you know, piece it together, patch it together this this cycle, find you somebody in the portal, maybe two guys, uh, bring in the next Tyrone Pegram. I still don't believe that guy exists. But, hey, get another one of those guys, but get your high school quarterback situation solved. Go go recruit and sign one because uh, this is two cycles in a row where um, almost you just come up short. 
they're going to try to find someone in the portal, I imagine, uh, unless a high school dude falls in their lap. But, you know, regardless of what they do, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of attention and a lot of legwork that uh, turns towards Walker White, the 2024 mm. guy from Little Rock. He was he already has, important, but then he becomes so much more important now. He, yeah, much more important now. Um, he has said that he wants to get things done and get it out of the way in you know, February or March. Um, so that's where you are right now where you got to figure out, you know, Hey, getting guys out of the portal, you know, Jackson Dart was just, you know, a, a legitimate, like perfect situation from the portal because of the, the, you know, how young he was, but he got to play a lot. So now you bring him in, you have him for a couple years. It's not a one stop, you know, and then head out type deal. You know, he's a very unique pickup where you have him for two, maybe three years. Um, But you can't, I mean, that's a lot of pressure and just a lot of, there's going to be turnover anyway, but that's just, you know, you're really drinking water out of a fire hose at that point where you put so much pressure on, all right, we got to get a portal guy. Okay. Now we got to get a portal guy again. Okay. Maybe we have this guy for two years, but then we got to, you know, if we don't get a high school guy, we got to get another portal guy. Um, I think the, you know, he was important. He, you know, he has offers from everybody now. He's blown up. Uh, Clemson, Bama, LSU, um, you know, TCU, lots of people want him. I still think Ole Miss is the favorite. Um, but I, I think that's, we're probably preaching to the choir over in Oxford. That staff is probably starting to, uh, you know, once signing day's over, they get some things figured out in the portal. I imagine they're going to turn all their attention to uh, the four-star quarterback from Little Rock. Thanks, buddy. We'll do it again. All right, buddy. Enjoy your uh, parts unknown vacation. I'm going to try to keep service. See you, buddy. (laughs) BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.